Hi, everybody. If you can't hear me, start to wave to me so I'll know to adjust this, okay? Okay. Isn't that a beautiful song that God will make a way? Um, I remember uh, years back that was written and sung by Don Moen. Don Moen was the guy we just heard sing it. And the, the background of that song is um, his brother um, called him one evening and their teenage son, the teenage son of his brother and his sister-in-law had been in an accident and was killed in this automobile accident. And Don Moen didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say. So he sat down and he wrote that song for his brother, that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. And um, that, that song has like become a classic and has just lived on forever. Um, and I'm sure will continue to, but I think it's just so beautiful. And it really, I think, speaks to all of us, no matter where we are. So um, I was thinking about that as we were singing it, so I wanted to share that with you. So it's good to see you all here tonight. And um, we'll do what we did last week to start. If you brought your Bible, you're going to hold up your Bible. If you didn't, that's fine. But we all say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I have what it says I have. And I can do what it says I can do. I can do what it says I can do. Tonight I will be taught the word of God. Tonight I will be taught the and word I of God. And I boldly confess. I boldly confess. My mind is open. My mind is open. My heart is alert. My heart is alert. To receive the indestructible. To receive the indestructible. Incorruptible. Incorruptible. Everlasting. Everlasting. Ever living. Ever living. Word of God. Word of God. It will touch my heart. It will touch my heart. And it will change me. It will change me. I will never be the same. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Never, never, never. Amen. And we do that because scripture tells us that the word is to be near us, it's to be in our hearts, and on our lips. So this is our confession of faith. When we say it, we know that all of those things that we said belong to us. And we know that because the Lord speaks it to us through the scriptures. Now, as Father Dale said, um, tonight we're going to talk about conversational prayer. Um, some of you are probably um, well aware of it. Maybe practicing it yourself. Maybe some of you haven't heard of it. Um, it's not difficult. It's like having a conversation with a friend. And we know that, that Jesus is not only our friend, he's our savior, he's our redeemer, he's our brother. And so um, conversational prayer is, is speaking to him from our heart. Um, it's spontaneous. It's a spontaneous prayer. It's a uh, it's a childlike prayer poured out from our hearts directly to the heart of Jesus Christ. It's not a monologue. It's not a fancy technique. Nor is it a checklist of, of Lord, give me this or give me that. It's simply a personal conversation with our Savior Jesus who loves us and calls each of us, each of us here by name. It is not a formula which ensures success. Conversational prayer is shared prayer, as Father Dale said earlier, by a group of brothers and sisters praying aloud together to Jesus, just as a child would pray. For, oh wow, for like, for 30 years, um, I directed a preschool in a Catholic school, and um, every morning, 
when our kids would get together. And I had a group of three-year-olds that came two days a week and a group of four-year-olds that gathered for, uh, two days a week for the threes, three days a week for the fours. And we would sit at circle time. And um, I taught them conversational prayer. And it was just the highlight of the day, the way those little kids would sit there and talk to Jesus, you know, just from their heart, and ask what they wanted or what the, what was going on with mommy or daddy. And, and it, was, it was really beautiful. And I can only hope and pray that that, that continues with them. Um, also, um, they would pray with one another for healing. When one of them would have a boo-boo, and you know at that age we get a lot of boo-boos, and, um, and, you know, in the beginning they would come to me and I would say, okay, and we would put a band-aid or whatever, and then, you know, I would pray with them. And I'd call all the other children over, so they saw that. So then after a little while, I would say, you know, Mark, how about, how about you pray for Johnny? Or Mary, why don't you? And they, they would take turns. And um, there, were, there were 20 in each class, and it didn't take long before all 20 of them knew how to do that and would do it and would say, no, it's my turn, Miss Pat. I want to do it, you know. And and so they would they would pray conversationally, you know, for a child who who had a boo boo or who was crying or who was missing their parents. So um, when we refer to like the, the the childlike way, you know, Jesus loved the little children. He called them to come to him, and he calls us to come to him. He is our Father, and we are his sons and his daughters. So it's. Normally, as Father Dale said, it takes place in a group, and we're, we're going to do that today. So why, you might say, well, for years I didn't do this, and I know for years I didn't do it until I hadn't really heard about it. So why should we do that? Why, why should we pray out loud? Well, Jesus told us we should, we should uh, pray and we should agree. Where two or more are gathered, he calls us to agree. So it's, also, it's a form of agreement when, when we pray this way and when we're, when we're praying together. Um, we're, we're in a group, so we need, our, in order to agree, we need to know what we're agreeing on or for, so we need to hear it, right? So that's one of the important reasons of praying out loud. Also, you know, when we pray out that we're using our different senses, you know, we're, we're, we're speaking it, we're hearing it, you know, we're seeing how it um, affects uh, different people. So how do we learn to do this? How do we learn to pray conversationally? Well, being in a group with someone who leads the group is a big help. The um, patiently um, application of the steps I'm going to uh, give you in just a few minutes really help. And then the Holy Spirit will, will be there. He will come and help us because we know, the uh, Bible tells us, we're two or more come together in his name. There he is in our midst. So he's here tonight. He's here whenever we gather. Whenever we gather in the name of Jesus to do the works of Jesus, to pray in the name of Jesus, just to meet and talk about Jesus. He is always here with us. Um, so first, we'll, we'll learn these steps um, and talk about those so it will help us to know how we do this and how we have this conversation. But just think about it this way. As you all sat here tonight, you probably had conversations one with the other. You talked to one another. You might have said, how are you? You might have said how your day was, well, maybe it wasn't so great. You might have said, gee, well, 
Um, so-and-so is not feeling well, but you keep them in prayer. So we've already begun conversations with another. Praying out loud sometimes is difficult. For some of us, it may seem like the most difficult thing we've ever done because we're sharing what's in our hearts with, with one another. To place our arms around the brothers and sisters next to us or to hold their hands while praying sometimes may seem uncomfortable to us. We're kind of used to it. We do that um, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, don't we? At the, at the liturgies and so forth. Um, but what we need to do, uh, brothers and sisters, is just place our trust in Jesus. Let the child within us be open to him and run to him, feeling his comforting arms around us and feel his strong hand with us to see his face in the faces of the brothers and sisters that are right here with us tonight. Now, the four steps. The first step is to know that Jesus is here. So we focus on Jesus and we welcome him audibly, audibly in our, in our, in our meeting. In other words, something as simple as, Jesus, I, I praise and thank you that you're here with us tonight. Just that simple. You know, nothing flowery. You don't have to give a whole litany of prayers just to tell him that you're, you welcome him here. You're glad he's here. Just as when somebody comes into your home, you, you say hello. You say, welcome. Welcome to my home. So we're welcoming him here in our gathering, welcoming him here with us. We have an attitude of gratitude in our hearts. We're coming to him because we're grateful for who he is to you and to me. We're grateful for all that he has done for us and for all that he will continue to do. Because Hebrews 13a tells us that he is the same for us yesterday, today, and for all of our tomorrows. So gratitude is a heart opener. When we come before the Lord thankful, grateful, attitude of gratitude, it opens our heart more fully to him. Thank you, Jesus, for, for the people that are here with us tonight. Calling them by name, like in your group. If you're sitting in a group like what we're going to be tonight, you might want to say, well, well, thank you, Jesus, for Joan, or thank you, Jesus, for Mary, or, you know, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, for Debbie, thank you, Jesus, for those people that, that are there with you. That is a blessing for the person that you're calling by name, and it's, it's, um, it, it also is a blessing for all of those because it encourages other people to pray for those that are with you. Then the third step, so first step is Jesus is here. Second step is we're going to thank you. Thank you, prayers. Thank you, Lord. Third is help me, Lord. We all have areas where we need and want to ask the Lord to help us. So we want to be honest. We want to be specific. Conversational prayer, as we're talking about it tonight, is not the kind of prayer where it's not an intercessory prayer that goes like nameless or eventless, like, um, I'd like to intercede um, for my brother. Instead, it would be, um, Lord, I'd like you to bless my brother who is looking for a new job. Help him to find it. So you see the difference? That way we all know, we all know, my brother John is having a problem finding a job. And, and so we know that, we hear that. And it's also a means of keeping that in prayer. I, I would imagine you, like me, would be more apt to pray for something specific 
even after you leave your gathering, you know, in, in your prayer time, than to just say, well, a special intention for Pat's brother, John. Am I, am I right with that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we, we want to be specific. That, that's important. Or even if it's about yourself, you know. Be, be specific about what your need is. You're bringing it before the Lord, but also you're bringing it before brothers and sisters in the Lord. And that draws us closer together. As we heard earlier, it, it starts to form the first seeds of Christian community in a different way, in a new way, in, in, a, in, a, in a close and more intimate way. Um, so we've had Jesus is here. Thank you, Lord. Three is help me, Lord. And then help my brother or sister, Lord. So we pray for each other by name. When we pray, we give thanks when someone prays for us. So if, um, if say, you know, someone, someone prayed out, um, like Diane prayed out that, that she wanted prayer for, for one of her children, you know, and so we would say, Lord, bless her child, help him, you know. And then she in return would say, Lord, thank you for hearing that prayer. Thank you that you're starting to work. Thank you that you're, that you're touching my child. So, you know, it, it's a give and take with that. So those are the four steps. We know that Jesus is here, number one. We go into a time of thanksgiving to the Lord, number two. Then we ask the Lord to help us in areas where we need help. That's three. And then four is help my brother and sister. Remember to keep your prayers short. This will encourage everyone to participate. This is not a one guy or a one woman show. This is for all of us. All of us, all of us need to pray. All of us need to be grow closer to the Lord and closer to one another. So we don't want to make it long. If we use short one sentence prayers, Everyone in the group will have a turn. This is how we learn to really come to know one another, to love one another. The Holy Spirit will lead us and keep us in tune as we take turns. So don't be in a hurry, and don't be afraid of silence in the presence of Jesus. So let, let's say, particularly in the beginning, after a while you're not going to be able to keep one another quiet. But in the beginning, in the beginning it can be a little bit awkward, um, and um, it might be a time of quiet before someone else steps out and prays. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay to have some silence. So um, that isn't anything you have to try to fill. But it is important that, that everyone, you know, try to, um, try to participate and take, take a turn in what we're doing here. Jesus already knows your hearts. Remember we're not praying to the group, but we're praying directly to Jesus. So prayer is a form of communication. It's communicating between you and the Lord. And the key to communication is to listen. We must listen carefully to the prayer of each person that's in our group and for the still small voice of Jesus in our hearts. Because as we're listening, as we're being like actively listening to the people in our group, we might feel like the Lord was saying, well, I'm, I'm really working on that. I'm really helping them. And so then we can pray. We can pray. Lord, we thank you that as you heard uh, Joan's prayer, that you're already begun to work. So some of the blessings that we're going to receive 
as we grow and start to pray conversationally are these. First, Jesus becomes real to us. He is no longer um, that Jesus up in the heavens and we're down here, um, but he becomes real, really present, really alive, and we begin to really know him in a way that perhaps we hadn't before, or if we had, we're knowing him more, more deeply and more fully. It's no longer just knowing a lot about him, but I had mentioned last week, but it's really knowing him. You know, it, it's, it's like you might have a neighbor moves in uh, nearby on your block, and you might know a lot about him. You know where he works, and you know how many kids they have, and so forth, but you really never sat down and got to know the family, the husband, the wife, but you knew a lot about them. Oftentimes, growing up, that's how we are with Jesus. We know a lot about them. We've been taught a lot about them. Um, but perhaps we've never really come to know him personally, come to know him really as a friend, as a buddy, um, come to know him as somebody that, that speaks to us and that we can hear him, we can learn to hear that still, small voice within us. Um, this is one way that helps us attain that. So Jesus becomes real. A personal relationship with Jesus begins to develop for us. We will experience acceptance as we accept others. So we'll feel that we'll experience a deeper acceptance from the Lord, but also from, from one another. We'll receive the growing assurance of God's unconditional love knowing that he just doesn't love us when we do what's right, but he loves us, period. And then when we don't do what's right, he helps us turn it around. He helps us turn it around and make it right. Um, we'll feel a new freedom in expressing love. I remember it was difficult for me. I remember the first time I sat in this, and it was at a, a larger gathering. It was a prayer meeting down at St. Thomas More Church, and... Um, People were very well versed in this. They had come from a prayer group over at All Saints on Liberty Road. And people around me were talking to Jesus like he was like right there. And I had never done that. You know, I had always prayed the traditional prayers and that's all I knew. And, um, and, and I felt it was different. And I felt a little uncomfortable because I was never in that type of environment before. But it was really beautiful. It was really neat to hear people talk to the Lord in that way, and um, which encouraged me to want to do that and to step out, to step out and do it. And at first, it might feel a little uncomfortable, or it's it's a it's strange hearing your voice say, you know, "Jesus, I love you, and I bless you, and I'm glad you're here." You know, in the beginning, it sounds a little funny, awkward, different. Now it's like. It's like me saying to you, hi, glad you're here. You know, it, it just becomes just part of who you are. And that's because your relationship grows. Your relationship changes. You're, you, you, you grow closer. And, and it's just like when you first meet somebody, you know, you're not the same with them. You don't communicate with them in the way that perhaps you know six months later when you've really grown closer. And when you've done things together and talked to one another and shared your hearts with one another and your lives with one another, then the communication's a lot different, isn't it? Right. Or the first date you had with your husband or your wife or your significant person, how that communication was a lot different than maybe after you're married 
5, 10, 20 years, whatever. Right? A lot different. And that's what we that's what we want. That's what we want with the Lord, don't we? We we want that to happen. So we'll discover each other in honesty. We'll be able to forgive one another when sometimes that's hard. Remember, burdens shared are burdens lifted. So when we share our burdens with someone else, they don't feel as heavy. They don't feel as impossible to carry because we know we're not only carrying, we not only know that the Lord is helping us carry them, but there's brothers and sisters that are also helping us carry them. Um, we'll develop an increased understanding of one another. We'll receive the support and encouragement of one another. We will experience growth and freedom to see ourselves as the Lord sees us. And soon we'll develop the freedom and confidence to pray for anyone, anywhere. How many want to do that? That's right. I had a neat experience. I've been shopping at the giant food store, gosh, since I started shopping for my mom when I was 15. And I've been shopping there ever since. And um, I tend to talk to people when I go to the giant. And uh, oftentimes we might wind up praying because um, people tend to feel burdened and people tend to share freely, don't they? what their situations are, what their problems are. And oftentimes, you know, I mean, you, you listen, they just need somebody to listen. But um, but it's good to pray with people. It's good to say, would you like me, would you like me to pray with you? And um, many times we have been there in the middle of produce or dairy or whatever and praying. And uh, that's what that means when it says you'll have the confidence to pray with anybody anywhere. Even at the giant, or wherever you happen, wherever you happen to be, it doesn't have to be in church. It can be, you know, anywhere in our lives. So, uh, worship is the reverence we give God from a heart that is yielded. Worship is the outpouring of one's gratefulness, praise, and love. And we started out with that this morning. Now, what we're going to do now is we're going to do it, right? We're going to be like Mikey and just do it. Rather than sit there and just listen about it, it's nothing like actually doing it, right? It's like when you were learning how to drive. It's one thing to read about it and study that book, but it wasn't, once you got behind the wheel, it was a whole different ballgame. So we're, we're going to do that. And we're going to do it right in the groups that you're seated in now. Um, and Father Dale, did you want to come up and, and kind of lead that tonight? Just a couple points for clarification. We're so used to praying like at uh, Mass sometimes or like, Lord, hear our prayer. Um, that doesn't fit here at all. That's a different place, okay? So like, for example, we wouldn't say like, um, you know, I'm praying. Uh, I want to pray for my, Lord, I pray for my brother, John. He's going through a difficult time. Lord, hear our prayer, okay? We, so we just keep our prayers open-ended. So you would say, Lord, uh, I pray for my brother John, who's looking for a job right now. Okay, and then um, someone else in the group is listening to that, obviously. And if you feel so inspired, you may respond to that by saying, you know, uh, Lord, please help uh, Pat's brother John to open up the doors for him. So it's, that's where the sharing comes in, shared prayer. 
right? Because we're listening to one another. Um, and also, too, the prayers you prayed, like in response to Pat's brother John, uh, that's inspired by the Spirit. So you're listening to the Holy Spirit. Now, that's going to be really helpful because when we start talking about gifts of the Spirit, particularly next week, it's all about learning to listen to the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, so this is like a way that we grow in learning to listen by listening to someone else, you know. And you may just feel that inspiration in your heart to say, yeah, I want to respond. I feel like the Lord is, you know, somehow inside of me. I'm, I may not express it that way. I may just simply say, you know, Lord, help John. Help open up the doors for him. That's, that's, that's listening to the Lord speak to your heart. And you're praying that uh, in response to what Pat shared about our brother. Okay. So I'm going to actually be the prayer leader in your group tonight. Okay. So I'm going to do that from up front here. All right. And... Um, Usually, if there's two or more people praying, it's good to have somebody, you know, uh, this is a a low-level leadership kind of position, so to speak. So just someone kind of lead the process, because you will be moving from being in the Lord's presence to thanksgiving and praise to uh, asking for things and then interceding for people's needs in the group. And sometimes it's helpful to go through that. Uh, Again, as Pat said, this is not necessarily a long...